Hey up then, how are you going on? Welcome to episode 3 of the Campfire Podcast from First Wingston Scouts. Uh, this week I've managed to get another guest speaker telling us yet another hilarious but foolish story from their times as a Boy Scout. Um, but I thought I would start off this week by also telling a very foolish story um, as a very, very tenuous link actually, maybe a, a more of a, a tedious link. So my story this week begins with uh, me just having a bit of a tiny round in the box room in my house, which is uh, a sort of study slash office where things get planned and organised and all that. Um, and I found loads of them old, what do they call it, the, the lever arch files that... Um, you know, the big, um, I don't know what else to call them, files, they're just files. They've got a, a couple of rings inside them, so if you hole punch some paper, you can then lift the little lever and the ring opens and you put your, your paperwork inside. And I'd got lots of uh, broken, dusty ones of those and thought, I better bin them off. So I cleared everything out, went and uh, tried to flatten down these files to fit them in the cardboard. Uh, recycling, you see, because I think that's all they're made of, a bit of cardboard. Um, and I'll give everybody a top tip here, don't stand on them. <laughs> because I decided, well I was going to jump on them to flatten them, actually, but then I decided that would be silly, and I might slip and fall over. So instead, very calmly, and in a controlled manner, tried to flatten the folders to fit them in the bag. Um, Quite surprisingly, <laughs> one of the uh, the rings managed to pierce the uh, the top of the folder, and then go through the sole of my trainer, and then into my own foot, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, was not only painful but quite a surprise as well. Um, yes, then the, the, it went between two of my toes, and there's quite a lot of blood. So thankfully, this is only a podcast, and you can't see any injuries. Um, it's not much to say anymore, but uh, the only thing that was really um, dented was my pride, I suppose. Um, but it did hurt, I'm not going to lie, it did hurt. And there was, as I say, quite a bit of blood. But, you know, I did the right thing, I followed my scout training, got myself on the floor in the uh, living room, lifted my leg and applied some pressure. Simple as that. Five minutes later, jobs are good in. I'm still alive, I'm still here to tell you another podcast and to tell the tale as usual uh, but you see what it made me laugh at what it made me think about was a good story involving my predecessor not Kirk this time uh, but Spoon if you don't know Spoon <laughs> Spoon was the uh, he was he's now assistant scout leader but he was scout leader before me uh, but then he went and had twins well his wife had twins, uh, actually followed by a third child, so he, he doesn't have time for scouts anymore, apparently. So I've taken up the helm um, as scout leader, but um, his real name's Robert Dean. If you don't know him, everybody knows him by the name of Spoon, but his name is actually Robert Dean. I'll tell you why he's called Spoon one day. Um, but for the purposes of the podcast and the tenuous link, Spoon also uh, suffered a similar injury. Many years ago, actually not as a scout, but as a silly leader, 
um, around a campfire, ironically. He decided, uh, well, as you do, we had a campfire, cooked some food on it or whatever, and uh, he decided to obviously give the scouts a bit of a safety briefing, not running around the fire, doing anything silly, that kind of thing. Because we noticed once we'd, uh, once the fire had burnt down that there was uh, a little bit of wood in there. I don't know where it had come from actually, but it had got some nails in it. So he said, obviously, should a piece of wood roll out of the fire, don't stamp on it to put the fire out. Just call a leader or throw some water on it. Do the right thing. Because <laughs> you might get a nail in your foot, obviously. And a few hours later, we were sat around the embers of this fire, uh, having uh, eaten probably quite a substantial meal. And all of a sudden, a piece of wood rolled out of the fire and um, lo and behold it had a nail sticking out of it but what did Spoon do? rather than follow his own advice he leapt out of his chair tried to stamp on it <laughs> to put the fire out and ended up getting a hot nail through his shoe which consequently stabbed him in the foot as well um, but the problem was unlike my incident um, the nail was still stuck in his shoe along with a flaming piece of wood and the rest of us sat there, not not quite knowing what to do, strangely. The scout leaders are pretty good at jumping into action, but your first thought is pull the piece of wood out of his shoe, but the wood was on fire, so nobody was willing to grab hold of the piece of wood. <laughs> and he was jumping up and down because his foot was hurting him, telling us to pull this wood out, and uh, we, we couldn't, so we <laughs> I had to tell him to sit down, and actually I forget how we did it. Um, Somebody managed to get it out. I don't know if we just put the fire, put the wood out with some water or something. And uh, we managed to get the wood out of his foot and he was okay. Um, but obviously, as well, there was no blood. Uh, because the the hot nail had cauterised the wound, if that's the right word. It burned it to such an extent that uh, it didn't bleed. But actually, it didn't need uh, any treatment for a burn either, strangely. Very odd injury. So there you go, that's the tenuous link. And uh, the scouts, thankfully, saw this happen um, and learned a mistake. Well, learned from Spoon's mistake. So they uh, stayed well away from the fire after that. So uh, well done, Spoon. <laughs> um, but this week we've got a guest, uh, also a Thringston leader, actually. Goes by the name of Josh Bass. And uh, he's going to tell you a story about how he stole a fire. Um, for those of you that don't know what an altar fire is, these are some of the things we use at Willisley so that we don't have fires on the ground that ruin the grass. They are uh, they look like a metal table almost, with a grill on the top, so you can have a fire in there, and then uh, cook your food on top of the grill. And then, um, yeah, Josh is now going to explain how he stole that fire. If things were all normal, and we were able to go out and about, and get on with our daily lives, we'd be starting to think about Wickham around this time of year. So let me tell you a story from 12 years ago, when I, back when I was 14 in 2008. We were on a classic Wick Camp as scouts, back when Wick Camp was still good. Not that it's not good with us now, but you know what I mean. Um, I was an older scout, I believe, not quite a young leader, not quite responsible for my own actions and the actions of others. And uh, I think it was about day two. We'd been there one night already. 
and um, we'd unusually found ourselves without a fire. I don't know how it occurred, but uh, it had done, and we were, we were without a fire to sit around, and as a scout, that was very disappointing, especially on Whitcamp. A big part of Whitcamp was being able to sit around the fire and have a good time. So we were camped right at the top of the hill in our traditional location as Swingston Scouts, top right of the big field. And um, just down the hill was uh, one of our neighbouring groups, not too far away from us, geographically. I uh, shan't mention any specific names. And we spied that they had at least four altar fires. Now, granted, they were a larger group. They had more scouts, they had more leaders, they had more space. However, their four altar fires looked a little bit excessive compared to our no altar fires. So, along with fellow scouts, I grabbed a couple of scout staffs, trusty scout staffs, and uh, we came up with a plan. And we waited and we waited and we waited at the top of the hill, watching this group. And eventually, all of the scouts, unwittingly, went in for a cup of hot chocolate. Very unwise to leave your fire unguarded when Trinkston is sat at the top of the hill with no fire, watching yours with envy. So as soon as they all disappeared into their mess tent, down the hill we went, as quickly but as quietly as we could go. We picked the fire that was least hot looking, put the scout staffs under the frame of the altar fire, and quickly but deftly and quietly whipped it up the hill, all the way to the top, and put it quite neatly behind our mess tent, where it couldn't be seen by the other group. And uh, that's the story of when I stole a burning fire from another group, simply so we could have our own campfire. Well, I hope you don't do anything too stupid as scouts as that. That was uh, a very daft decision, but nonetheless, highly amusing. It just goes to show that those leaders did have a rather good fun when we were scouts too. So there you have it, people. That's how you steal fire. <laughs> Thank you very much to uh, Josh Bass for uh, relaying that story many years on. And just remember that... Uh, Playing with fire is very dangerous, boys and girls, so do watch out. And do keep on uh, sending your stories in. Pass on the podcast to anyone you think might have a good story for the Campfire podcast. Um, and just share and enjoy, really. Continue to wash your hands. And uh, keep your eyes on the Facebook pages for Scouts, because there's plenty to do. Plenty of activities that you can get involved in. Um, and they include either building bivouacs in your house or going out on a little walk and finding something in nature during your uh, government approved walk see you next time bye bye <laughs>